Hello, hello. This is Nan. And this is Sunday. And this is Murado Lands, a feminist podcast hosted by two childhood friends who discuss embracing your inner bruja, sex, and culture. Always funny, always real. And today we want to give like a shout out to Mother's Day and people who have mothers, people who have lost their mothers, people that are motherly. And while like it's a wonderful time to celebrate your mother, we also kind of want to have a real conversation about complicated relationships with our mothers mm-hmm. we got so much to say about that well i will say this um you know when i host this is not la bruja's club mm. a repeating topic that comes up is the pain you have with the woman that raised you mm. not even you know i feel like as women of color unfortunately there's a lot more broken families right and it might be cultural but we'll leave that for another show um, but just specifically, there's more broken families and through it all, you're most likely end up with your mother. Mm. Right. And I feel like there's a lot of women who have a very painful relationship with some of their moms. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I will keep it really real. Um, ever since I can remember, I've always like me and my mom have never been on the same page. Mm. Peruvian mom, old school, super strict. And she would, like, hit me, you know? Like, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. Discipline was tough. Oh, my God. It was so fucking tough. Like, I was scared of her. She's, like, she's a Scorpio. (laughs) I mean, that's not enough. So was my mother. Get the fuck out of here. When's your mom's birthday? Um, November 18th. November 6th. Stop it. Natalie, how am I just knowing this about you now? Yeah, two Scorpio moms. We've never talked about, like, for real, like, the complications of, like, that with your mom because well, that's why you and i have a connection like yeah. we truly understand the upbringing that we went through is similar yeah and that we suffered a lot as kids like i hate to make it so dramatic right well let's but honor that though like let's yeah. honor that a lot of people but grew up tra- never yeah. having to deal with that's that shit true. and they're better because of it and we have certain traumas because yeah, of exactly. it exactly i was just gonna say that i want to speak for you but on my behalf it's yeah. like it was traumatic Mm-hmm. The drama my mom brought into my life as a kid yeah. when I was very powerless mm. was very traumatic because of her discipline tactics. Yeah. And I want to blame a lot of it on how she was raised, too, because she was raised with a lot of, you know, the hand. Yeah. La mano and la chancla. And she actually was raised with a latigo, which in Spanish, in English, translates oh. to it looks like a, it's made out of hide. And it's like a rope. Oh, my God. And it's basically, it's very slave-like. Fuck. It's just like a smaller version of those big whips. And kids in South America and Latin America that I think in more of the undereducated societies, which is most of Latin America, um, is raised that way with a latigo. And it's even worse than la chancla Mm. because it literally leaves marks on your body. And it continues to tell that colonized story of how our ancestors were whipped into fear yeah you know so i was a fearful kid yeah mm-hmm. I, that kind of reminds me of like like now i have certain issues with my mom but i've learned so much that i know like I'm, i know how to pick my battles with her mm-hmm. right but yo if it wasn't for like therapy and opening to up like for real with other like friends about the complicated relations with their moms mm-hmm. like I don't know if I would be here today. Like, what do you think? Have you had therapy with you? your mom? I think or like, a, yeah. Oh, when I was have? like 15, her and I, mm. ugh, full confession, like her and I got into like a fight. Mm-hmm. My mom used to hit me yeah. like hard. And so like, 
one time I was 15 and I was like, mom, I don't know. I don't want to go to my aunt's house. Like, oh, it's like she smoked so much and it would like bother and burn mm-hmm. my eyes. And she's like, you're going to go where I go. Those are the fucking rules. Like yeah. there was, I was 10 and 11 and I always felt like powerless. Like I had no voice. She's a dictator. Yo, hardcore. My mom too. And so then like one time she was going to go hit me and then like, I like pushed her back. Wow. We have parallel lives, girls. And she was like, she was shocked. And then my aunt came and she tried to like break it up. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And my mom like slapped the shit out of me right afterwards. And so like, I live in a world where I'm like, I'm a dope ass person despite all the shit that happened to me. Or am I a dope ass person because that shit happened to me? So like, but still at the core of it, you have this relationship with pain as a child yeah. that was beyond your power, yeah. right? And it was like kind of a power taken away from you. Mm. Um, but also I wonder how much of the trauma that we received through that upbringing mm. um, stunted our growth. Well, I know I just learned this recently like about the fight myself. fight or flight thing. I'm telling you, yep. but it, I think it gave me like abandonment issues. Mm. Like, and I'm going to keep it really real. Like if you have ever felt like, and this is, people think abandonment issues only means, oh my God, like my parents left me, no one loves me. Or like something really, it it could literally be something as simple as like, for me, it was like being a ping pong between my parents. Like if I wanted something, my mom would be like, ask your father. And then I have to wait for the weekend, ask my Mm -hmm. dad for him to come back and be like, I don't know, ask your mother. And I'd be like, you know what? I got to a point at 14 where I was like, yo, fuck these two, bro. I'm just going to get a job and get my own shit because mm-hmm. I'm not trying to do this. Like, it's so stressful. They made you grow up faster. Oh, so much faster, oh, yo. You know, nice. I had I used to have to go home after school. Everybody would be chilling, going to the park, going to Burger Line. I'm like, I had to go home and clean, do the beds, get dinner ready. I've been responsible since like the age of nine or 10 like that, yo. Right. My friends are like, what do you mean you have to go home and cook? I'm like, I got to go home and cook. So it's like halfway there by the time my mom gets home. What do you do? like that was my reality and that's why i am the way i am i'm i'm independent to a fault yeah you know so like sometimes i forget that people are with me on my ride because i've always had to do everything alone Mm -hmm. and that is both wonderful because it helps me excel in many other areas of my life but sometimes i feel like it's what keeps me from asking people for like what I really want sometimes. Mm-hmm. And like the, pe- the people closest to me. Like it I'm translates like, into other relationships. Yeah. Because I'm like, yeah. well, why even ask? Cause they're probably going to say no, because I grew up in a world where anything that I mm. wanted was no, 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 no resistance. You resistance. resistance. So instead yeah. of doing resistance, let me do it for myself. But you didn't then, have a safe space to grow. And no, be. Me not neither. really. Me neither. You get it. Yeah. I totally get it. We live parallel lives. And although we knew it growing up, you and I, when we were like tight friends in grade school, that was our prime. I years. knew that about you. And you knew that yes. about me. And it's like, that was our common ground above all you know yeah we it, never talked about it It was understood it i was think understood. by the glance that your mom would give you or you would probably see my mom give me just being that energy mm-hmm. you know but also our friends were all kind of connected to some way true, and true. they all talked about oh get away you don't want to hang out with her or her like their moms are strict so <sighs> people closest to me Maybe like a leopard like aside no from you knew they all knew my mom was like that you know my mom hated sleepovers i never got to sleep over anyone's house oh. I only um, got to sleep over one friend's house, but that's because my mom got to know the family really well. But even mm-hmm. so, she was still scared. Yeah, my mom wouldn't trust any family. No, my mom was like... I couldn't even sleep over my cousin's house. They could sleep over my house. But let's talk about that a little bit. And that's something that's never spoken about either, mm-hmm. but it happens in every family. It's mm-hmm. because the mom is afraid that someone's going to come touch you. Let's yeah. keep it real. 
And stats say that a big percentage of, you know, rapes mm, happen in family and within the family. That's somebody you know. Yep. Un pariente. Yep. So that's why my mom wanted to know if the, the house that I was sleeping over and nothing ever happened. Mm -hmm. But these people eran super sana. Like, mm -hmm. but my mom's fear was that my two friends' older brother right. was who was like three, four years older than I mm -hmm. was like, mm, she kept an eye on him. Mm -hmm. But she had a good feeling. She met everybody in the family before she let me sleep over. Mm. You know? But even then, right? Like, my mom would still be like, you know, you don't ever know if un tío comes out of nowhere and wants to stay the night. Like, there was, this was my mom would take it to that level. Yeah. And one of my mom's traumas, because she told me the story back then, was that she went to a sleepover back when she was in high school. And they had, like, bunk beds in the rooms. Mm. And one of the girls, they were 15, one of the girls... Um, with one of the boys, I guess, had sex when no one knew. And that girl came out pregnant. She was like the high school pregnancy Yo. story. And that was back then in the 70s. Damn. You know, so to my mom, it's like, this is possible. Mm. And los niños are going to be traviesos and stuff like that. Got you. So she was very, very, in a very weird way, my mom was so open with her sexuality and love to right. date. But I think she just was preventing me from being... Um, tainted sexually at a young age like she probably thought it's gonna yeah. happen later i want to protect her from that now but she acted from a place of fear mm. so her parenthood her parenting i should say was very hood <laughs> yeah basically because she wanted to act like she's all fancy and a lady to the world but behind closed doors she was a demon when it came down to disciplining you my know my mom too bro so people thought she was the sweetest because she was so giving to the society in her world and Same. in her job but i felt like she lived a false life and because of that i always thought my mom was a hypocrite you know like i never thought like she was genuine with me because i'm like why don't you treat me that sweet and why are you trying wow. to make it seem like you're so sweet elsewhere when you know who you really are when no one's watching with me do you think that's why you always like kind of second guess people well yeah you know that you already at that point you start you get a little bit uh you get tainted as a kid as yeah. much as she was trying to protect me from other taintedness she's tainting me in other ways you don't know how to act because yeah. you're seeing two different people correct and you will emulate what you see what, good or bad right and i did behave very well in person because i was trained to behave very well yep. but i also did it because of fear as opposed to that i just wanted to naturally be happy and behave yeah. i was self-conscious with how i behaved because i was so worried about getting in trouble and honestly i was just thinking about that recently because you know we know it's may mother's day and of course that's why we're talking about yeah. this topic this is in honor of all our mothers good or bad but we want to specifically highlight um, women who have um, a harder relationship with their mom and they still want to honor them in their own way. But sometimes some women had to cut off mom relationships because yeah. they, so, they were so toxic. That, that breaks my heart only because I know what it's like to not speak to your mom for a long time. Mm -hmm. I've had to cut off my mom mm -hmm. because sometimes she's just like too much, you yeah. know, and it's toxic. What does she say when you talk to her again? Um, she pretends like it didn't happen. But when I need to hear an apology from her, I've gotten to a place where I'm like, that thing that you did, and then the thing that you said after that, what kind of fucking outcome did you think we were going to have? Like, mm -hmm. I was just going to be like, oh, you're right, mom. Mm -hmm. And no, you did it to be spiteful, to be mean. Yeah. You know, and I think we forget that our fucking mothers are human beings and they have yeah. their own traumas and bullshit. Yeah. So they're going to lay that on you. So like, when my mom comes out of left with her shit, I'm like, I give her, I I just you're more like, compassionate now. No, I'm more compassionate, but I'm also like I don't fight with her. I'm like, look, you said something really rude. I'm gonna need some space for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like that's fucked up. And the thing is, like, 
I need space and not like we're going to apologize and get through it because she's never going to change. Mm-hmm. Believe me, I, I fucking tried. Mm-hmm. My mom's not about changing. She thinks it's just fine. So like that's what makes our relationship complicated that I don't feel completely secure with yeah. my mom. It's a safety thing. I need to feel safe and secure in order to like really love somebody. Mm-hmm. And me and my mom had that thing between us that just it, it's not like fully there all the time. What's your sign again? Aries. Aries. She's Aries Scorpio. Scorpio. Yeah, and I'm a Cancer. She's a Scorpio. My mom's a Scorpio. Mm. So I don't know if it has something to do with that. I'm sure there has to be something with the sign where you're not mm. just not compatible with certain things and compatible with others. Um, but yeah, you know, let's talk about how that translates yeah. into parenthood for us as women, as I was creators. Just thinking about that. Look yeah. at my face there. I mean, I have a four-year-old now. Just yeah. turned four in April. And he's a big kid. He's growing up. And there's so much of him and how he behaves that emulates me mm-hmm. and also emulates things that I portray around him so that he becomes that kid. Like, mm. you know, like there's, for example, I don't curse in front of him. Mm. You know, and I curse a lot outside of being around my son. Yeah, I have a hard time doing this. Sometimes I curse in front of Nat's kid. It's so <laughs> terrible. He looks at me like, oh, I can use that as ammunition. I'm like, no, Jonah, no, Jonah, no. <laughs> I look, I give you're so good at turning it off so I have that filter right so there's things my mom didn't my mom and my mom heard me once or twice I think cursing and she literally slapped my mouth so hard I had like a bimba oh. my mom would get you know really tough on me that's that's what I'm saying like she didn't she didn't show me what she wanted me to become and in that sense I'm like I don't want to be tough with my kid in that sense especially if I'm not giving him what I want him to become mm. right like if I don't want him to curse and I shouldn't curse in front of him I don't care if he hears curses elsewhere, but he's not hearing it at home from his parents that are supposed to be his role models. Um, In other ways, also, I don't hit my kid. Not that I haven't given him a little spank in the butt because I have, and I'll do it again if I have to at 13 years old, at 18 or 24 years old. Yeah. But it has to be for a good reason, and it can't be a point of you're giving them pain. Mm -hmm. It's more of a psychological thing. Like, there's order here, Mm -hmm. right? And you're the leader, Yep. Like at the end of the day, I'm, I still portray and play the alpha leader in my family dynamic because that's yeah. just who I am. I'm an alpha chick. Mm. Right. And I think my son recognizes that and he appreciates that I'm strong, but I'm also very loving. Yeah. I think that balance is key. My mom was definitely more disciplined than loving. See, my mom was both, but you didn't know which one you were going to get. Right. It was so, sporadic. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like she was like, I'm pretty... In that in that sense, with like with my friends and my family, I'm pretty like chill and loving throughout. So for her to be so like, I think sometimes like she had depression, so I think that played a part in it too, mm-hmm. you know. But and I'm I don't know why, but my dad has depression. My mom, damn, like, do am I gonna get it or do I? Because I hope that that doesn't change the woman I'm trying to become because right. I've had to shed a lot of traumas from my mom's relationship in order to be who I am to be mm-hmm. happy with myself and love myself mm-hmm. and, uh, and have a, the type of relationship that I do with her now that is definitely better than it used to be. But I don't know. I think about that a lot too, because I'm that, I mean, I, it's genetic, right? I mean, I'm some not, of it, I think, but some I'm of it not. I think is environmental. Oh, that can be it too. That I plays do. into your worries. Totally. Totally. Environmental is so key. Environment. You know, you can go, you can be in a household that's very loving and not aggressive and then go to a high school that's very rough and tough and you get beat up and you have to learn to fight. True. So like literally defend yourself. You know, with my mom, I think because I held back so much pain and anger, so many times I wanted to smack her up, you know, like literally, like this Girl. is real. Like I was yeah. a seven year old in my head thinking if only I could punch you right in the head, you know, mm. because it was abuse, really. Yeah. Um, 
And instead, I used that anger and I created um, angry situations with people that I didn't know. You know, whether it was like fights in the streets or like just being like a mean girl, because I did go through my mean girl stage in grade school. And Mm I honestly and truly blame that on my environment at home. Like I was basically being mean to others as a way to get back to what my mom was doing to me. Cope. That's that was is your that coping? what coping is? Yeah. Damn. That was your coping. Tough. You were surviving, girl. Yeah, and it's sad because I think that I had to shed that layer, and that layer I realized very quickly that wasn't going to get me anywhere. It was going to cause yeah. more problems for me, more animosity. And there's a part of me that sometimes I still have that flight or fight situation, and I always choose fight over flight. Yeah. And I want to choose flight more often because I know it's part of me balancing what I grew up with. Yep. Wow. I remember being in therapy a few years ago and a big part of my therapy was building healthy boundaries with my family, Mm -hmm. being more like sure of myself. And another part was like figuring out why I do the things I do. And it had a lot to do with my relationship with my mom. Like I didn't realize how much that affects your relationship with um, mm-hmm. your romantic partner, your friendships, how you are at work. Like it affects you a lot. It's like fucking insane. So she told me once, like pay attention to the things that you do when you know you're in it at home and you can't do anything about it and what feels good afterwards, because that might be the thing that you keep doing in order to avoid dealing with something in the future. And Mm -hmm. I was like, what? Blew your mind. Blew my mind. So, Mm -hmm. you know, some people like when they are like at home, you said with your situation, with your mom someone's being mean to them they can't be mean back to their mom and feel any kind of gratification they being go suppressed. out so that's why they go out and they you know they're mean to other people yeah. they explode so, elsewhere basically right 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 that's a ticking time bomb oh my god i was a ticking time bomb because oh. my mom was a ticking time bomb wow you know and my behavior with kids and being mean certain times it was teachers or whoever should have seen that and been like this girl is being bullied at home yeah. by her own mom yeah because a sense of fear that people have of their mom like you shouldn't fear your mom like i don't think that's a healthy Mm. relationship you should have with the person who you also at the same time depend on it has to make you feel (laughs) safe and secure yeah like you're supposed to survive because of that person and it takes a lot of years to still be under the guardianship of some adult to survive as a kid well then you're immediately going to grow up with trust issues because if Mm, the person that that. made you and brought you into this world is someone that you don't feel like can protect you at all times because they can be hit or miss, like whatever, then why would a person that didn't birth you or a complete stranger love you in the same way? So you're always going to second guess people's motives. Precisely. Trust issues. And it's, it's an issue I do have um, with relationships and I've had, Mm. um, but it's also why, and I think this is twofold, like one, because I'm a cancer and my sign um, is you know about home and nurturing mm. so that's very important to us a cancer sign but also the second fold is that because of my trauma growing up with my mom and feeling that unsteady unstable um, environment um, and I have trust issues is why mm. I depend so much on whatever relationship I have at the moment um, is feels stable yeah and feels safe because if it doesn't like if I don't feel like they have my back then to me that's already a, the biggest red flag needed to kind of flight wow i have noticed that about you mm-hmm. yes you're like what no not deal safe. breaker gotta go right because i'm like i don't want to relive this and now that i'm a mom going back mm-hmm. to just motherhood i don't want to repeat that negative environment for my son that's what i'm talking about you know i wasn't healthy that's one of the things that brought me to therapy i was like i've noticed how 
in comparison to many other people and their relationship with their moms, mine is different. And mm-hmm. I think that if I don't take a closer look, I'm going to repeat the same cycle with my kids. So that's why I'm here. Cause I'm not it's trying about to do breaking that. the pattern. Yeah. And I was with her for like two or three years. And I'm like, I don't want to be like her. I would want to take good things from her and make myself even better. Like, I don't want to be that scary person at all. So what are some things maybe that you can give? Because you know, the beautiful thing about our conversation, Cindy, is that though we live parallel lives, it kind of ceased in 1998 when my mom passed away, yeah. right? And it turned into, like, I was not being raised by a whole other woman, which was my grandma, who is my grandma, who's still living. And um, it was a different generation, different kind of situation. But for mm. you, I could almost see what my future might have been like should my mom still have been living. Because a part of me wants to be nostalgic and kind of change up the script in my brain because I do miss my mom dearly. And I would still, I would take back my crazy mom now over her being deceased, even if she had her own, even with her issues, I take take her, right? So I tell women who have very hard relationships with their mom still as women, I tell them, I understand that sometimes you need the space and space is healthy Mm. when you need it, do it. But other than that, still be grateful you still even have a mom to tell that story about. Like, yeah. even that story about your mom being a complete pain in the ass and obnoxious and you had to cut her off six months ago for a little while, like, even that's better than just not even having that opportunity. Right. Right? So I could appreciate that more almost because I see you, but then at the same time, I'm like, wow, would I have been going through the same things with my mom still? Nothing would have changed. No, it although doesn't I change. Think, although I want to think it would have been different if she's still mm. around. I think it doesn't change. It just gets easier or harder depending on where you are in life. Mm. Yeah, like life doesn't get any easier. You get better, you know? So that's what makes life feel easier, you know? But it's it's still there. Like her issues, like sometimes the only thing that's better is that I've changed. Mm -hmm. I've grown into the woman that I've been trying to be. And now when she does something and she's coming at me with some bullshit, I'm like, what are you doing, mom? Mm -hmm. Come on, bro. She's like, and when someone talks to you like you're a toddler because you're acting like a toddler, Mm -hmm. They stop because it's mm-hmm. embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And my mom's like, ay, okay, tiene razón. <laughs> and I'm like, es que tú, tú estás gritando, pero I just fucking walked in the door and do nothing. <laughs> so what is your deal? Right, right. You have so to check them real quick. I'm like strong enough now to be like in a, in a calm way, like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, that was not me like 10 years ago. So what's one thing, Cindy, that you would maybe make sure you provide for your future child since you're not a mom yet? If you were to become a mom, what's one thing you'd want to provide your child that you did not have from your mom? I want them to feel like they live in a loving, stable home. Mm-hmm. I don't think Point. I grew up with stability, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's why I'm so in love with the life that I have now because this is my home. Right. You made it your own. My own. I'm first time living by myself. It's going to be three years in October. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I have this sense of security here that I've never really felt in another place. Wow. And it's funny because I've noticed that I don't like going over to my mom's house, like where I grew up. And sometimes I'm like uneasy being there. She's only a few blocks away. Only a few blocks <laughs> away. And there's something like I just mm, I don't feel like it's mine. I just want to go home. Mm-hmm. It's so funky. But it also reminds you of your childhood, maybe, yeah. where there's so much darkness there. Yeah. As much as there's lightness, right? Yeah, but, and I'm, this is not to say that me and my mom, like I can't call her. She wouldn't be here for me 100%. Yeah. She is and she's done amazing things for me. But like... 
I count on her dearly. And if something happened to her, I would be fucking traumatized. I'm just sharing this part because mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people talk about this part. They like it to look perfect on the outside, but like not all relationships are like that. And I'm, I want to, I and hope, we did highlight your mom last year. Yeah. Actually, a year from now. She's dope. Like she's sassy. She, she travels. She's taught me she's to a like, sweet soul. To, she's taught me so much in life and how to be an independent woman, mm-hmm. but you know, it's come with its stuff. Yeah. You know, and that's also to say that it's okay if you don't have the ideal television perfect relationship with your mother. Yeah, she's still your mother. It's healthy to continue building off of that, even yep. if it's bad. And yeah, sometimes you need to create boundaries and some space, and that could be healthy. Yeah. Therapy and helps. Yeah, guys. and therapy is great if Oof. you could afford it or have insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, but if not, at the very least, try to focus on the few things you can do with your mom that's positive mm-hmm. and focus on doing that as opposed to doing it all. Right. You know, maybe it's not pick up the phone 10 times a day from her. If she's draining your energy and you're mm-hmm. going to just tell her off for the rest of the week, give yourself enough space to miss her and then give her a call, make it brief. Yeah. Create boundaries. I mean, that's really it, but also own your mom and love the fact that if you still have a mom, if you're lucky enough to still have a living mom, try to at least keep in touch because I think it's an important thing if you can. I know yeah. every relationship is different, right? Especially when you're having trouble in your life. Like, it usually reflects back to what happened in your in your home. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. It's so true. Dude, thanks for sharing all of that. That was deep. Thank you for sharing. I think for both of us, it's, thanks. it's not the... It's a little darkness within motherhood and parenting that we grew up with. Yeah. But it's still very valuable and it has made us or been a part of why we became who we became mm-hmm. as brujas. Because, again, we didn't talk about that too much, but your mom was a bruja. My mom was a bruja. Mm-hmm. We lived Palo lives. Them going to tarot card readers. Them cleansing the house with Palo Santo sage. Them doing their meditation in their own, mm-hmm. you know, their own version of it. Like all that shit we grew up with. And in a way now, Morado Lens is we're the product of our ancestors. Yo, of seriously. Our I think about that. And I'm like, I don't think she realizes how much she plays her a influence, part yeah. in this. Like, you know. My mom's influence in my whole thing from my fashion perspective mm-hmm. to my media perspective. My mom was the one that put me in all these performing arts from a young age. Like she saw it and she wanted me to really focus on communications. And so, yeah, I'm thankful to her in so many ways. And I'm also thankful for her meanness. Because through her meanness, I was lucky enough to see the light and see like, oh, that's not what I want for my kid. Mm, that's so important to know. Yeah. As much as it is important to know what you want, you got to know what you do Don't not want. want, what you will not fucking tolerate. Mm-hmm. That is very important. But that means that you have to start asking yourself really hard questions. That means you may need to start journaling more. You may need to invest in therapy. And don't discount like those counseling centers that are local. And mm-hmm. because there was a point for a very long time that I did not have health insurance. And for me to go see an internal medicine doctor, you had to also see a mental health doctor to like get cleared. It was so mm. weird. So I did it and I was like, actually you're like fantastic. And I want to stay in therapy, but like that was so fucking helpful. So mm-hmm. that is like my two cents right there. I think everyone should get therapy. And if you have a re- complicated relationship with your mom, you'll even more. So you're going to like learn a lot about yourself. And if you can do therapy at the moment, at the very least do something that's very inexpensive journal. Mm-hmm. write it down get it out of your system understand perspective um mm. and for those young girls listening because i know we have a lot of like we've been getting a lot of comments from like college girls and even oh, high yeah. school kids now yeah young brujitas growing up understanding their 
power and their intuition, which is such a beautiful thing. Yeah. But at the same time, women that have very complicated relationships with their mothers and feel stuck and like prisoners because they're home. And to you, Brujitas, all I could say is like you have to be patient and you have to practice patience. And that might involve you going into an, a certain outlet, like an extracurricular activity that's positive. Mm -hmm. Not like no drugs or get drunk or have sex necessarily. I'm talking about uh, an instrument, a coding class, you know, uh, a freaking book club. Mm -hmm. You want a book club? La Bruja's mm -hmm. Club. Check it out. <laughs> but stay positive and become a better woman because trust me, when you turn 18, 19 and you could get out of the home, you're going to at least get out of the home with a good chance at life. Mm. And I think that's key because we need all our young women to become great mothers mm. if they're going to birth anything mm -hmm. or anyone, I should say. Yeah. Um, so that's what's up. So happy Mother's Day to everyone. It's a beautiful journey. Um, and it's also a very difficult one. Yeah. And that's just keeping it real from our end. We know nothing is the way it is. It's not, it well, it's not all insta perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, Brujitas, thank you for listening. Um, our Mother's Day episode, I hope, was inspiring, motivational, and and helpful in some and way consoling in some way yeah for sure all right happy mother's day thank you for listening yo yo this is cindy this is nat and we have an announcement that's right we're now on patreon.com that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n because we need to be fully independent that's right listen to listen to us guys we're here we're trying to create positive social impact for all our brujas and feminists alike and we want to do it on our own terms mm -hmm. no strings attached no selling not to corporations or brands that don't represent what we're about and we need your help and we need it now that's right so being independent ain't easy mm -mm. but it is going to be better for all of us so check us out p-a-t-r-e-o-n slash Murado lens peace peace